to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. For this show, we're going back and revisiting a franchise that we've already done because a new one came out. We're reviewing the Scream franchise again, and we're going to be ah. doing Scream. Ah. We're doing Scream. I was afraid you were going to say we were doing Back to the Future, and I had missed a large memo. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're doing Back to the Future. No, we're going back to the future to doing Scream. We're doing Scream. I think that worked. It's a setup because you guys are going to be asking me, like, didn't we do Scream? And we go, yeah, but we're doing Scream. (laughs) We're remembering remembering the past. (laughs) We're remembering the past as we're doing Scream 2022. I guess you could could differentiate them as, are we doing Wes Craven's Scream? Are we doing the weird fan wannabe Wes Craven scream. <laughs> well, we're not, well, let's just say we're doing scream. Ah! Good. I, I am your host, Joseph Lussell. I'm alongside here with Ricky Monticelli. Ah! And we're here with um, the inhaler holding uh, friend who, you know, just there. He's the will he won't. He is Keith, he's above average is Keith Swetland. My my uh, my inhaler plan was airtight. There's no way airtight. we're just gonna keep driving. <laughs> Always works. Yeah. Um, Scream 2022 came out on January 14th of the year 2022. So we're really like you know this feels weird doing like back to back movies that are like super current. Yeah, like just came out. Yeah, because like the box office, like almost uh, not the same, but like in a way. Uh, <laughs> Gotta stay they, relevant, baby. <laughs> right. Uh, this movie is directed by Matt Batelli Open and Tyler Gillett. Um, they did movies such as Ready or Not in 2019. I don't think I know that movie. I saw um, that. I don't remember what it's about, but I saw it. <laughs> but it better have had the song Ready or Not. Here I come. I think Ready or Not's like the movie about the um family getting together for a wedding and then they like start killing each other one by one because yep, it's a yep, game. I saw that movie. Yep. yep. And it has the actress that looks like um Margaret Roby, but it's not on the poster. That movie was that movie was fine. It, it was oh, like Oh, a bride's wedding night takes a sinister turn. Yeah. Yep. It it thought it was like it thought it had like galaxy brain political takes, but it was just like baby brain fucking Facebook shit. It's kind of <laughs> it's them trying to uh, get out, but like not. Uh, they also did uh, a lot of sh- short horror films, like shorts, um, and they did a segment in VHS. Keith should know about that since he's watched those movies. Ooh. Oh, nice, yeah. VHS rules. Uh, um. Man, it's funny, Keith, that you say how they tried to go galaxy brain and couldn't pull it off because that's kind of how I felt about the scream we watched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think they like to smell their own farts a little bit, these people. <laughs> um, this movie stars the returning cast of Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette. With Does the it? new, they're like hardly in the movie. <laughs> with the new cast of Melissa Barrera, Jack Quaid, the son of Dennis Quaid. That's right. Um, Mikey Matt crazy Quaid. No, you're thinking of uh Randy, Randy. Quaid's the crazy Quaid who is dead yeah. now. Well, isn't, isn't no, Dennis not. Quaid isn't Dennis Quaid of like famous of the hamster thing? No, you're thinking of Richard Gere. Yeah. 
That's... Wait, the, wait, God damn it. That's just, what's up with celebrities' kids just getting jobs like easy? <laughs> well, he's in the boys and people like him in the boys. Yeah, but he got that job in the boys. I don't know. Talk to Seth Rogen. Uh, <laughs> also stars Mikey Madison, Jenny Ortega, Dylan Minnett, uh, Jasmine Survey Brown, Mason Gooding, and Sonia Amar. Also returning, uh, surprisingly, uh, well, not surprising, this one, uh, Marley Shelton, she's the sheriff now, and then the spoilers. Here we go. I'm going to just bring it up now. Spoilers, spoilers, and more spoilers. Because it came out now. Oh, yeah. This is a new movie. I guess we, oh, do, yeah. have to, right. we do have to say that these are spoilers. Don't listen spoilers. to this podcast if you care. I'm, see, I'm weird if here. you're listening to the Scream podcast before actually watching Scream. Well, some people do. And it's the people that don't want to watch the movies. But And I like to call is, those people idiots. Good. Okay. Uh, starting now, spoilers. Uh, the returning Ski Ulrich returns. As the ghost of Billy Loomis. That's a that, pretty flim- yeah. That's a pretty flimsy spoiler. That wouldn't ruin it. Well, anything. when we t- well, we're spoiling yeah. the rest of the movie. That's true. So. I will say it was one of the cooler moments of the movie, though, when that when he popped up. Like Dude. that was super cool. And my my boy Skeet doesn't age. <laughs> well, Dude, he's a ghost. How would he age? No, like well, you know, you know, they did some. Uh, There's uh, definitely de-aging. some CG. Yeah, yeah. He's still. I've, I've I've seen the interviews though. He he looks good. But I would I mean, say this. I will say this. Naturally beautiful. I will say this, though, guys. <laughs> you don't there are, I will say this. There are more people from the other movies in this movie. Mm. You might not see them, but you might hear them. I'll tell you in a bit. Hmm. You know what I'm excited for, Lore Master? I'm hoping that I think at the scene when, uh, what's his name? The, one of the kids. The, the boyfriend is looking at YouTube. Richie. I think he's like recently viewed, I think has some like yes, giveaways. It does. It. Yes, okay. it does. Yes, it does. I've been too lazy to see what it is, but I know that they're on. There. Oh, there's <laughs> something. There's something there. And we'll get into it for a bit nice. in a minute. But so, boys, what did you think of the new Scream? I thought that it probably had the coolest overall kill scenes in any of the Scream movies. Like they were. they were cool and disgusting and just like they had so much weight to them like they were like brutal attacks but also disappointing in a way because like they didn't kill a lot of people (laughs) but they they, but go on i mean i'm gonna do the kill count for you and my when i you do this oh nice um but like the more I thought, like I super enjoyed the movie as we walked out. But like the more I thought about the movie, I think it had the weakest overall like plot of any of them and had the weakest motivation for the killers of any of them. I so, think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just kind of like the more I th- like, I think I still like it. But I don't understand the like how it's being compared to the first one at all. Like to me, it's not comparable to one in any sort of way. Or I might not even fully believe it's the best one since one. To be honest. Yeah. Well, th- with this discussion, it this might change your mind. You know, <laughs> uh, Keith. So I think Rick, you touched on some cool stuff there. I want to touch on the movie theater experience. 
because it's going to see a scream in movie theaters is that, that, that was a pretty a pretty cool thing to do that was pretty I mean, fun i mean we I, are in we are in hell world right now so like the world sucks and it's horrible out there but i was fortunate enough i went and saw it on opening weekend or opening night here in here in town and in the theater people were hooting and hollering people were cheering and laughing and that made it that gave the movie like a lot more like it, it made the movie better <laughs> i think like watching it in an environment where people were in on the jokes and when, like, when when we watch it with only 10 people in like the complete theater when la- oh last night was rough when, when it you, was when... weird how like grumpy people seem to be at me hooting and hollering at a scream movie i'm like why are you at a scream movie then like they really like they must not get the jokes is that scream is scream is comedy before horror (laughs) i think it's like those movies are hilarious i would probably say it was this it was the second funniest one since the first one yes this movie was so funny like that it was pretty it had some moments where it was just like fucking hilarious yeah, like the stick in the knife through the throat. Like, how do you? So, like, people were in the theater just quiet. Like, oh my god, that's crazy. What's going? Like, that's nuts. Dude, I was freaking out at that scene. That was so gross. Well, I know you're. Yeah, but that's that's the point. You're supposed to like hoot and holler at that part and go, oh no! Everyone was just silent and just like taking it in. It was weird. It was weird energy last night. Well, like I said, when the theater is only like combined of like ten people, and yeah. our group is mostly half of that ten people. <laughs> yeah. Um, did the people next to us just go to a different spot in the theater? Or did they just straight up leave the movie? I was thinking that too. I thought they just bounced. <laughs> well, I I didn't see them leave, but like not not like the paranoia, but it was like that crazy, like the fun stuff of watching the movie. And then like two we since the row we're in, we still have some lighting from the the projector, you know? And like, I could see people me. walking behind us. So I oh, don't know you, if they came. You behind. saw that moment too. There was a yeah, shadow I, that went behind. I freaked us. out for like two <laughs> seconds. It's happening. Because it's I'm happening, like, there's a happening. fucking shadow behind Ricky right now. We're about like, to get Jenna Pagan Smith. Yeah, we're about to die. <laughs> and then I also thought the same thing after the movie because I went to the bathroom. Oh god! Oh, like, you're about to get Mike. What's his name? Epps. Mike Epps. Did you put yeah, your ear up to the put your up to the door? What's that guy's name? Omar Epps. That's one Omar. Yes. Mike Epps, the other comedian. Yeah, he's the comedian from Fridays um but like i went to the bathroom like i went in a stall because there are people like it was a surprisingly a little lot more people in the bathroom so i went in the stall and like i went and then like all of a sudden i see like a foot i'm like oh fuck i'm gonna die in this fucking movie <laughs> just you know don't be a weirdo who puts his like head up to the yeah. side of a bathroom Ooh, stall. Stay for- noise. yeah not every bathroom stall is a glory hall okay oh, well <laughs> yeah. uh but for me for the movie itself I I was just I don't know it's like one of those things of I was enjoying it I don't like scary movies so I I, I jumped here and there and, and then like they also did this movie did the uh someone's behind the door oh no one's behind the door like oh, that dude, scene went that was too comedy. long like those, that, those to me comedy. that scene went like a little too long oh, just because dude, I, was, I was dying at that scene that was so funny it's just like oh he's opened the fridge door he's behind you no he's not oh he just opened this. He's in the closet. No, he's not. You know, like it's that the, scene is just like, ugh. It's the rule of threes you have to do in comedy. You have to do it three <laughs> times. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I enjoyed it, but it was just like, I just have to think, like, I'm with Rick of like, discussing it will probably let me know how much enjoy enjoyment I had of the movie because of the fact that we just saw it last night. So instead of like, 
watching a movie that we've seen 200 times and then we know like okay this is what we think of it now we're going to discuss it yeah, i'm kind of jealous that like he's seen it twice so he got to watch it one for the fun <laughs> and then the second time with a more critical eye because like i watched like I came away from the movie just with the fun part. And I was like, fuck, that was like a good time. Like I had fun watching that movie. And then when I kept thinking about it and like thinking about plot points, thinking about certain scenes, I'm like, well, that was kind of really dumb. (laughs) That was kind of really dumb. That was their motivation for that. Like, I just was like, yeah. When I stepped away from the movie and actually like thought of some of the things, I'm like, really? That's what we went with. But I think I think one ahead, of the writer I think one of the writers must have just gotten owned on Reddit at one point for a previous project. <laughs> <laughs> so like, and he got hey, like, some, like fucking kids, fucking like, kids. It's you're toxic. They're all toxic. It's toxic. <laughs> so one of the I will I'll just bring this up now. Uh, Kevin Williamson, the writer of the original movies, did return to help write this movie. Uh, originally, he wasn't going to, but. Um, he because this is the first movie without Wes Craven and he didn't feel like it should be right. A lot of the a lot of the original actors, um, Nev Campbell and all the Corny Cox and Arquette, they were hesitant, but Cox was uh, Arquette was the first one to come back. Like he was like, All right, I'm in, scream, sure. But a lot of the yeah, other probably ones, because they're like, Hey, spoiler alert, uh, we're just gonna kill you so you don't have to keep doing these if you come back now. But also, um, like, yo, do you want like two million dollars yeah. <laughs> to be but in they, like five scenes? But they wanted to, um, um, they wanted, uh, they wanted them back, but they were hesitant because this is Wes Craven, the first screen movie that Wes Craven. But a lot of them saw the plot, the script, and they went, "Okay, this this is something that Wes would like." So. Yeah, I'm, to me, to me. It felt like something being made by people who like Wes Craven who aren't quite good enough to pull off Wes Craven. <laughs> like, there's I just can... too much of this movie that was like, oh, yeah, I can see why they're huge Scream fans, but it felt almost like a fan made movie instead they, of an actual movie. They were huge Scream fans. And, like, that's what I was saying. Like, honestly, uh, I'm looking at their, like, their history right now. Their first movie that they ever directed was a movie called Devil's Due in 2014. And then after that, their next movie they did was The Ready or Not. So honestly, this is their third movie that's not a movie short or a documentary type movie. This is their first, like, this is their third overall movie. Now, I will say, I've been coming out a little critical of the movie. I thought some of the lore things that got added to Scream in this movie were fucking dope. Uh, well, I did not appreciate, I didn't really like her acting in this movie. Uh, the Samantha character, like, and actually, the more I thought about the acting, I think it might tie into the fact that she's on uh, antipsychotics. So that mm-hmm. might have been like, maybe they were having her played in that way of being so like deadpan and straight faced yep. for so much of the movie. There like, was points for me for that because you're on antipsychotics. Like I so, when I thought about that, I'm like, <laughs> like hey, I'm, I'm just, gonna give I'm her credit. To make it fit. Like maybe they were actually going for that because that I, final scene, like when she got to let loose and be Ski Ulrich's daughter. Yeah. Like that scene was fucking visceral and cool, and like she actually embodied the character super well. 
And uh, was a did we accidentally skip the plot synopsis? Do any of us have a plot synopsis? No, no. Oh. Rick should. I was just okay. about to bring that up. Break it down, Rick. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather round for the reading of the plot to Scream 2022. <laughs> we open as all Scream movies open with some poor girl at home by herself. Uh, quick question. Does just no one in Westboro have parents who are ever home once you're a teenager? Is that nope. just not a thing there? No. Nope. parties all the time. <laughs> uh, we meet one Tara at home by herself receiving a weird call on a landline. And I mean, who the fuck has a landline <laughs> anymore? Am I right? As we get our normal opening to scream but also slightly different as the opening character does not die this time and is actually attached to the rest of the movie uh tara was used as bait to bring back her sister samantha back to town uh we find out very early that samantha is haunted by the visions of her father one billy loomis who for some reason in ghost form is covered in bullet holes and how she knows how he looked when he died. Right, is, um, right. The last time, the last time she saw her father, I guess when he died, you know, <laughs> a little confusing how she would have that image of him in her brain, but it is full most leveled up form right there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like cell and Dragon Ball Z. It's his final form <laughs> until you find out that he has another form down the line. She comes back as we find out Ghostface is back in Westboro. She seeks the help of one Dewey to try and figure out the crime. Dewey figures out who the killer is right away. Instantly. And everyone go. ignores that fact. Uh, we get the normal hijinks of Scream. The <laughs> close group friend starts dying who all have some sort of connection to the original killers slash movies. We get some super meta scenes in this movie that are like three metas deep of a character watching a movie based on the original movie with the exact scene playing out as it's happening. <laughs> uh, we get the original characters coming back. Dewey dies. Uh, you get your scream ending. Not really a deep plot to this scream. All right. Um, so one of the things is one of the cool is Roger L. Jackson is the voice of Ghostface and he returned as well. So that was nice. the normal guy. Um, Real I'll quick, up- love, love the scene of, of them of the in the hospital when he pushes the button to talk like scream, to talk like Ghostface. Yeah. yeah. Like that was that was a nice touch. <laughs> uh one one so this whole movie is like in a way dedicated to uh Wes Anderson, Wes Craven, sorry. Um, and Wes Anderson, <laughs> Keith's favorite director. Um, so that's why one of the characters' name the uh is Wes, the sheriff's do- uh, son with the frosted Who tips. Arguably, might have had the most brutal kill scene of mm. any scream ever. <clears throat> and Samantha's last name is Carpenter. That's in the yeah, same vein it, as the for John Cop Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, the same vein of the the horror nods. Yeah. So there are tons of nods and callbacks to the original one. So, example, Keith, you brought it up just a, a, 
or earlier about the YouTube video. We see a YouTube video of YouTubers reviewing Stab 8 since the Stab 8, the franchise in the movie itself has gone off the rails. Uh, um, they're basically taking shots at Star Wars and Rain Johnson for doing what he thought and the fan base hated it. So in the movie, in the YouTube video, you see the clip of the scene from the movie Stab 8 and it's the... Uh, ghost face with the frame flamethrower now <laughs> and like funny. the metal um and he yells like this is lit <laughs> i still stand eight was the best of the new movie or no nine is the best of the new movies um no wait eight 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 is the eight, best eight, of the new movies. eight is the rain johnson movie um we will never the, do star wars on this show <laughs> we will end our friendship if we ever do. i know movies. we will never do star wars um i'll just so, hang up the zoom call <laughs> In a small in a in a small cameo, the guy that yells "This is lit" that was Matthew Lillard. Nice. Right. Oh, um, so he's been in every movie in a way, in some way, shape, or form. Yes. Um, the um, YouTube video that Richie uh, Jack Quaid was it right? Yeah. Where is that? The boyfriend. <laughs> the boyfriend. Yeah. I'm on a different website, and I'm trying like oh there it is Jack Quaid. He has a YouTube picture that says uh, survivor of the Wordsboro attack. And it was Hayden Penitary. So she survived oh. Scream 4. Oh, they established that Hayden Penitary survived? They established survived? that she Hell survived. Yeah. Get me Hayden Penitary back in the goddamn Scream franchise. Although I don't <laughs> know if she's acting right now. I don't know. Uh, Drew Barrymore was the school principal. So when you do go in, when they do the voiceover and when the kids oh, are on the outside, that's cool. Drew Barrymore. Nice. Uh, Matthew Lillard, Drew Barrymore, Hayden Perinari, uh, Pantaneri, Jamie Kennedy, Henry Wrinkler, and Adam Brody, Brody are the voices of the party goers that yell for Wes when they do the cheers <laughs> at, the at the party. That's wow. all the, their voices. Those are nice touches. This is bringing the movie up a little bit. I like the callbacks. I mean, that, that, that just took like a, a phone call and a Zoom meeting for them to just like yell into a microphone. <laughs> Still, but you know, yeah. at least they're doing it. Yeah. Right? Hayden Panettiere hasn't acted since 2018. Interesting. Sorry, go uh, on. Oh, that's fine. Uh, we, you know, we get the, uh, we find out that the, the, we have the characters of the twins are um, Jamie Kennedy's niece and nephew. Randy's uh, niece and nephew. That was a cool. We even touch. saw the sister. We saw the sister. Yeah, she's the one of two parents who are actually home. Yeah, right. She's also just clueless. <laughs> uh, when Scream Five is was released on January fourteenth, it was twenty five years and twenty five days since the original film. Nice. Oh, that's a nice touch. Um, so Nev Campbell's character husband is Mark. Yeah, Mark is, is Patrick from the... Dempsey from Scream Three. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Gross, she married Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, she I, made. I, the... I, I don't even remember Scream Three. <laughs> that's the Hollywood. She's one the cop. The cop. Where her oh. half brother, no half brother, goes crazy yeah. and kills oh, wait, everyone. When they're walking through the movie sets of Stab. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. It's where yeah. uh, it's the only one with only a single killer. That's right. Yeah. Um. She, uh, Neb Campbell made the joke about the fact that she didn't know that Mark was going to be her husband in the film because she made the joke that she was on Grey's Anatomy and she was his sister <laughs> on Grey's Anatomy. So it was like, you know, that weird kind of 
fun stuff. Um, I wonder how they got back together because I don't think they were together in four. No, it's just not known four and four. Um, so for the, for this movie, uh, what's stuff that you like, Keith? Since you've seen it twice and you know more, I gotta think for a minute. Rick talked about the kills. The kills rocked. They were good and they were violent. They brought the gore back. I appreciate real blood. They didn't do any CGI blood. That, that you know good. of. Maybe they just got really good at it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's possible. I feel like the human eye, the, the 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 eyeball can see real blood, especially when I'm thinking about blood. I love blood. Anyways, um, weird. <laughs> I like yeah, some do. of the. I like that they brought back Ghostface getting his ass kicked all the time, or his, his, his and her ass kicked all the time. It was that's so always, good. Because that's like every, every time, every time he was in, he got he got kicked, punched, or dropped somehow in every scene. Yeah, because that's something I always think about in these movies. They always have like some like hundred and twenty pound high school girl that is the killer. <laughs> like, and 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 if we if we do like the normal witch, who was who? Yeah. Like who was Ghostface in the scene? The best friend Amber was Ghostface the entire movie. She because was it quite often. She was it about ninety, like I think the almost the whole the whole time because of Richie had the alibi the whole time because every time there was a ghostface yeah. sighting, maybe in the hospital when Ghostface terrorizes Sam in the lunchroom. Yeah, I think that was but like that might have been his only time, but other than that. It was and I the think in the house Amber. towards the end when like he went the downstairs twin? to get a beer. Yeah. So like maybe twice yeah. out of like the uh yeah, because Amber was with uh Tara that whole time. So it would have been him yeah. uh murderizing the twins. Yeah. Uh also there was 10 kills overall. So someone made so they made the joke about uh why Dewey David Arquette's character dies in the movies. The joke is that he had nine lives because he was stabbed nine times already. <laughs> the tenth time was not. Nice. Also, because he might have had the most like infuriating dumb shit moment of any screen movie ever. It was pretty silly. Oh, and Dewey, I thought that was another thing I liked is I liked uh, David Arquette's performance as the haggard old cop. That was yeah. kind of fun. The, I thought he did was... a great job, but I was annoyed that we once again went back to him and Gail being broken up. <laughs> at well, this point, at this point, it has to be like a meta joke. Like it, it was a meta be. joke. It was the meta <laughs> joke. Of, yeah. Um, well, I don't know if Keith, you noticed it since you saw it twice, but I missed it. But um, Dewey had the ashes of Tatum, the um, his sister from the first movie, on in oh, on wow. his in his in his cat in the. I saw trailer. that he had ashes and it said Tatum, but I forgot that his sister name his sister's name was Tatum. Yeah, so he I has guess the that ashes. infers that his parents are dead now. My assumption. Um, I thought. I thought. Sorry, I'm just trying to list off things I like. Still, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought the movie like had a that pretty good look to it. They didn't. It was very simple, which was. I, I think we'll get into it later. How that's also kind of annoying a little bit, but where they did shoot, I thought that like the movie looked cool. Like just the like the the party looked convincing. Like the, I thought like the sets were neat. Well, I would I I will just say this. So for the simpleness, Keith, the budget for this movie isn't like a Ghostbusters or Star Wars or a a newer uh, older Scream. I'll just give you that right now. It definitely like felt like we were on a set most of the time. Like 
it was very easy to tell like, oh, those are fake trees in position or stuff like that. And at times it was a little jarring, like to be like, why didn't you just get a house and go do it there? <laughs> Mm-hmm. but like the like the final house was just a set so basically i think like my joke is they probably had the set from scream three and they're like can we just reuse it yeah we can reuse <laughs> it um but like for this movie itself what like they even did the meta phase in this movie of um they're trying to discuss like who's the when they do like the group sit down of like why is this a, a thing and it's like it's a retro uh, uh was it requel. a requel it's a sequel slash retro movie of trying to well it's a sequel slash reboot yeah reboot so you know they mentioned the movies you know jurassic park terminator halloween uh, ghostbusters star wars so like that's the idea of this movie which is true like a lot of movies nowadays are trying to make a reboot or a requel to spawn more move get the franchise going again example like sam she's gonna be the new nev campbell you know what i mean like she would be she the kind of looks like her <laughs> in a way yeah, when her gail and uh nev campbell's character are all standing together i'm like this is weird how like similar they all look yeah. like they you know they make the joke of passing the torch all you know and like uh burn queen gets set on fire um but like they're trying to do, you know, this franchise is pro- this is probably won't be the end of Scream because of how successful this movie's becoming right now. It also just has too dedicated a fan base. Like yeah, exactly. And that's the point of the movie. This is like the point of the movie because every movie there in, in every Scream movie, there's the you know, the plot is killer boyfriend and best friend because mom cheated with the husband, uh boyfriend's dad, first one sequel it's the um, mother of the boyfriend and friend third it's the stepbrother never knew four it's the um niece who was tired of living in the shadow and wanted her 10 seconds of fame and then this one it's the diehard fan saying we hate the fact that you guys ruined the movies so we're going to make it our own so we can redo it to make it the way that we feel like it should be justified. A la, we're doing one all over again. And that's the point of this movie. And that's why in this movie, they shit on Star Wars uh, Last Jedi because of the fact that when, in, when the movie came out, all the diehards hated that movie. And then in the, third, in the next one, they're like, all right, we're just going to throw it back at you to make you satisfied. And made okay. an even worse movie. Well, and that's the point this... of this movie alone is that they were trying to they're basically just justifying the internet and the nerds because mm-hmm. the fact they're like well you got diehards that's the purpose of this movie well and that's my like one of my over bigger scale issues with this movie i think is it does have that force awakens problem where it just force awakens was just like okay and, and which is kind of a sin i think with star wars like you can't just be okay like they, it wasn't uh, an homage it was a beat for beat yeah same and that's what bugged me about this movie too is that instead of feeling like an homage it felt like you just put a new wallpaper on a movie that already came out that was better yeah it's like what if our death star is inside the planet instead of (laughs) it is true but like for the comparison on to bring it up now since we just did this movie a couple months ago they're trying to restart the franchise so you're going to bring back the old to do new Look at Ghostbusters Afterlife, exact same thing. Bring in the old to start the new. And but 
with the Ghostbusters was a different, it was a different twist in, but it was almost the same movie as Ghostbusters 1984, but with Scream 2022 with Scream 97, 96, um, same plot, 97, same plot type thing too of we're going to redo it, but we're going to try and do it more common of, you know, Instagram, social media, the GPS on your phone. You know, that I mean? was part of the problem is at least like with Ghostbusters, like it got it felt well written. This one felt like someone who was unattached to what they were trying to write about and didn't co- completely comprehend what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Like they they don't actually understand like no offense, Zoomers wouldn't have a giant blowout party who aren't influencers uh like that like zoomers are much more like interconnected and like much more empathetic than any generation before like this was very much of you only understand zoomers from an instagram point of view look at zoomers mm-hmm. i think well, like, i'm glad you brought you. that up rick about what i think i've decided that fictional portrayals of 18 year olds are way 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 cooler in the 90s oh yeah <laughs> they, they were 45 in the 90s now they're now they're, they're like, yeah they're just like they're more wacky like yeah. i complained in the parking lot that the the jamie kennedy stand-in was like jamie kennedy but turned down many notches well, See, i actually uh, liked her in the movie i thought she was like mindy that was the jasmine so- uh, savoy brown like yeah, i thought was... her parts were better but like yeah she's no jamie kennedy but, but i think like, it was but... more the problem is that they were trying to make her be jamie kennedy it's like you can't match that energy like make her just be her own character and that was yeah that was my problem is that it was she didn't have enough energy she didn't like have enough energy she wasn't like there was no character in this movie that was like crazy kooky matthew lillard like off the walls which they needed which they needed the closest thing to me was chad i like chad a lot the the football dude yeah the boy the 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 other twin he was the twin yeah the twin he was awesome he was like no i'm not gonna go upstairs with you like that that was a good joke I One like of the it. smartest people ever in any of these movies. Yeah. <laughs> How the fact that he was like, nah, fuck this, instead of actually going all the way up to the phone. Yeah. <laughs> when he went outside. Uh-huh. But it, but it's like, for this movie alone, it's, you know, how would you guys do a Scream movie in this generation? You know, like, this is what they, I think they tried to do of the fact of, well, we're, we got to bring back some of the old just to revamp the new. You know, we have like for this movie alone, the whole premise of this movie is somehow, in some way, almost everybody in the gang of friends are related to somewhere in the past. You have um, Sam, who's the you know the daughter of Billy Loomis. You have Amber, the best friend of the sister who lives in Stu's old house. You have the twins who are related to um jamie kennedy you have the west character related to the sheriff who was in four and as far as i can tell the only excuse for that is that it's a small town is that that's the purpose well like they were intentionally trying to like serve but it is also stupid that this friend group somehow was all connected in that way yeah that that kind of adds to the motivation not doing it for me also (laughs) because they, they make that small joke uh the smart town town joke when they you know Oh, everybody knew that Sam was Billy Loomis's. Yeah, because your mom's uh, a drunk. Because so, your mom's yeah. a drunk, and you know. Yeah, except apparently her sister. Like, also, yeah. okay, let's touch on something that is a little weird. How old is Richie? <laughs> I assumed that Samantha and her are 
Samantha and Richie are like equal age. They're out of high school. They're like college age, I thought. Okay. So how old is Amber? I know, right? 17, 17 or 18, junior or senior. <laughs> well, okay, because apparently her and Richie are fucking. Was that the implication? He said, babe. He, he did. Oh. Well, so here's here. Let's bring it up. In real life, Jack Quaid's 29. So um, we can that, go from that, there. That, that doesn't matter in screen movies. Got it. So <laughs> I, I was looking into this because of how is Amber and uh, Richie are already a thing together. And in the movie, they really don't really. Well, like, they say that they met up on a message board. Yeah, that's that's the premise. I is think... that they met up on a subreddit. Like, and I then they realize they're just how nerds. They're, like I don't think they're... that's it. That they were nerds, Keith, because they were hardcore true fans, and that's what but their he, love. She calls him babe at some point. Like there yeah. is, like they are some <laughs> in some way romantically connected. Yes, I think they've met before and they banged before. So she's eighteen. So <laughs> oh, is she I, maybe is she eighteen <laughs> in the movie? I'm. My assumption is yes. So they're so, seniors we, in high we, school? We all assume they're slightly older for their age seniors. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dude, honestly, the, the sister Sam and uh what's the Tara? Oh, Tara. <laughs> like they look honestly look like four years apart. They don't look like the yeah. Yeah, eight I years. I could not grasp their age difference. I could not either. Oh, I also, way, I thought Tara looked so much younger than everyone else. Like she looked like she was 13 or 14. Yep. Well, everyone else looked like they were like super seniors in college or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, another callback is Tara in the first scene. She's Drew Barrymore, pink sweatshirt, yeah. all that. It's just a modern t- twist, but it's the same. Uh, oh, and that's same, another same thing. You know what's? I keep on thinking of things I don't like, but I like on the whole thought this movie was great. But like, yeah, I don't like that the first kill of the scene was in the character was involved in the rest of the movie. Yeah, like, like that was kind of at lame. least not that directly. Like them surviving. Like she was the main fucking character. <laughs> well, there, I, I will say there have been plenty of movies of like that type of situation. So here, example, Keith, Halloween Kills. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is the main star in the movie, right? Yeah, she's in the hospital the entire movie, and she has that depth of a premise. Well, it's because she's old, and that was a COVID movie, wasn't that? <laughs> well, yes, but like the, the, it just the. The thing is, I think they want to do something else because, it, like I said, it's that modern twist of right. But you like, know, you just spent an entire movie bitching about like someone coming in and changing like the main concepts of your movie as like, and that you're as fans you wanted to go back to the original, and then you completely change like a core concept of the screen movies. Well, they. I think. Did you? I think. I. I'm. I feel like I sound like I'm defending it, but I'm just like making the, the yeah, other yeah. point here. They make they make the reference of I miss the organs. This time I'm going to, I'm not going to miss. So that's I, why like, she survived because he they missed you know the. I understood the shots. it like within like the depth of that, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe start the movie off with the weird, creepy, fucking trans am joe dirt character died in the beginning or something <laughs> I, like well I w- yeah i wish they would have fleshed him out a little more because he was hilarious <laughs> uh, hilariously shanked in the neck um God, that was one of the coolest deaths ever like just oh. that quick blade to the throat was so dope but Dude. see and I'll, I'll for the opening scene i'll just i'll just say this you're gonna have people like us here saying well we don't like the fact that she survived 
but no, then I don't it was care really, that she survived. It's that yeah. she's not a strange. She's supposed to be a stranger. Like we're not. She's, and, no, that's not true. No, that's not the true. People in the, in the opening kill scenes are always attached in some way, in some way or fashion. Yes, I don't know. Because look, it's they they were all friends of somehow in relation to the group of people in the movie. First one is Drew Barrymore. She was friends. She had classes with them. Well, and no, the she college was one, an ex of I think Matthew Lillard's character. Okay. Um, and the second one, they're classmates. And the third one, I don't recall it. Was it Jada? Oh, yeah. Jada Pickett was um, a classmate. Oh, was she? Yeah, so that's what they all oh, had class with her. That's yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, third, yeah, but I she's forgot. not the main character. <laughs> well, I know that, but the thing <laughs> I was going to get to is that you're going to have people that don't like the fact that she survived, or or the fact or the fact of. Um, oh, the third one was the dude who they thought was the killer from the first two. Oh, uh, yeah, um, driver, yeah, uh, uh, Sabretooth. Um, <laughs> But you're going to have people that go into the movie going, again, they killed the first person. Like, you know, I think it's just them trying to switch it up by just going, hey, we're not going to do this because you've seen it four other times. Something I get new. that, but you spent the entire movie shitting on movies, changing core concepts and changed a core concept. And like, I think everyone loves like, it's not like the opening scene to the screen movie is something that bugs people like. <laughs> It's an established cool part of the movies, I feel like. Like, yeah, people and, love the opening kill scene. Well, and what worries me is that I think that as they were making that, they thought they were doing a big swing to try to, like, really subvert, and they just, it didn't land for me. I, I, I didn't mind that the sister survived and was a part in the movie. I think it took away from how brutal the opening scene was, though. Like, watching her get her ankle snapped, the stab through the hand. It like, does. All that but was so good. And then you're just like, ah, but she's alive. But I think it's the fact that they want to do the twist. It's the idea of the fact that, you know, they pull the card of maybe it's your sister playing a uh, part of it somehow because of, in the original Stu and Billy took it to the next level. But Billy was like, no, I'm going to kill you. So I it's just really hated that part because. I understand that they're not there for the opening scene of the movie, so they don't see what we saw. Like, I have to have that semblance of disbelief. But, like, the movie trying to make us think she's in on it, like, why would she be getting the random calls then? Like, who would who would all that theatrics be for? So, clearly, she isn't in on it because there's well, no one else around for the theatrics you, to be a part of it. That's true. But if you go back to four... <laughs> What's uh what's uh Emily Roberts started getting those phone calls too? Right, but there was someone for that for those theatrics to be for. There was the mm, phone record yeah. part to be for that. Like mm. and we didn't actually see that part. She just like said yeah. that part. It's just because like when she was getting the calls, she was in a group of people. That's we didn't true. see her getting those calls by herself. Like there was always someone else around to play uh, up that theatric part to kind of like help her alibi. So the sister is supposed to be 23. Sam. Yeah, that makes sense. So they're like a five to six year difference. Yeah. Yeah. But see, she's I, really I, 31. I, I, I kept on assuming you're right. I, I kept on assuming little sister was like a freshman. Like he just for some reason hung out with all these seniors. <laughs> Yeah, well, because she's good at cursing for freshmen. <laughs> but um, no, I or think... she's like you, Keith. She likes the Babadook. 
she is oh, also probably yeah. the strongest actor in this entire movie. Like, <laughs> she was really good in her role. Yeah. Like, when she was telling Sam to get out, get the fuck out! Like, that scene yeah. was great. I think it like, felt very real <laughs> for how you would react in that situation of finding out all that shit just dumped well, on I, you after getting brutally attacked. Well, and I appreciated her being unreasonable at that because, I mean, she could have just asked her sister, okay, well, why'd you leave then? <laughs> but then she's like, but she's all fucked up and she's like traumatized and she doesn't have the patience to like try to unpack what just happened. She just tells yeah, her like, to leave. It felt like it felt so real. Like that yeah. felt such an authentic way to deal with that, so, especially as a teenager. Like we're very far past our teenage years yeah. at this point we're a uh, teenager past our teenage years uh, at this point right. I've, got, I've got two teenagers living inside of me <laughs> <laughs> um weird um <laughs> but like that felt very like real for how a teenager would deal with that situation oh and joe brought it up jokingly but i really appreciated their like elevated horror conversation because i've it it follows babadook hereditary which i've seen every one of those movies <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, I love those movies but it's this funny thing there was a there was a trend there i think it was like the mid the mid 2010s when those were all coming out where mm-hmm. the idea of jordan peele sort of kicked it off but the idea of elevated horror that that like then the problem with that isn't that those movies are bad those movies are great it's that like horror didn't really need elevating it's already like its own kind of thing like I've like i've never seen hereditary but i saw the trailer and then uh, when you watch the movie it's completely like totally different from what like the entire movie's about i'm not oh, yeah. going to be mentally prepared for when you make us watch the jordan peele movies Keith. oh no no those yeah they're good they're not hereditary like bring you to your knees and make you cry and feel like a depressed yeah, not, not exactly. well thankfully that's just a movies. standalone movie so like <laughs> yeah. we don't have to ever no, but, watch that yeah anyways yeah i'm just i'm glad they commented on the a24ification of horror <laughs> yeah well, because that's like, you know, we you also, know, I would almost... say Jordan Peele just made it mainstream. I don't think yeah. he's the one who created that whole genre. He, no, just, that's he, what... yeah. he made it saying... mainstream. Mm-hmm. That's what like with the, this type of meta movie is the fact of they're trying to, you know, they make the comments of like, you know, the A24 movies and how more, you know, weird they are in that meta way. But also like, well, you can't do a movie without the original, a la Halloween. Like they mentioned, you know, all the movies <laughs> that I like we talked about earlier that they're redoing now is that they have the original cast in some shape or fashion in the movie. Yeah. They were almost too heavy-handed with the like <laughs> scary movie references in this. They literally like it felt like they were just reading from a list. They're like, okay, we got to talk about Halloween. We got to talk about fucking well, Elm Jason. Street. They had Elm God. Street. Yeah. We got to make sure we I get did psycho laugh. reference in there. I did laugh though at the the when I know when Richie was still the good guy of the fact of you know it's like hey someone or no I think it was bad I don't know yet when like they're talking about Jason Friday the Thirteenth like you know what Jason had a really good idea you know <laughs> who took that idea um uh one of the funny things I just found out is Matthew Lillard ADR to line uh when he was at the party of hey cool house freeman because it's his oh, old house it's his house that's <laughs> clever um uh, there was a part of me that was very disappointed that we didn't get some sort of like matthew lillard ghost figure like if you're gonna give something. me oh that'd be Lewis, funny <laughs> well you got you got fucking ghost uh billy 
Why like, can't yeah, if you're gonna give me stew? Billy, like I I needed stew in some way. What? Would 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 the movie be worse if like all like you see like Billy uh, Billy at the end like you know when he does the head nod and then like Stu shows up behind him like bloody and dead like wink it's like it okay, should have been funny. both of them it should have been it would have been fantastic I mean it makes more sense that it's just her father because clearly she has psychosis well like she doesn't um, she's never knew him like what like she might as well know fucking Matthew Lillard she knows of <laughs> that him is through fair. the Within documentaries her psychosis. Yeah. She knows of him through the documentaries. Apparently, she knows him well enough to know exactly what he looked like when he died. Yeah. Fucking, I don't, that shit just bugs me. It bugs the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> it's just such a, like, this is going to be cool and a callback to the first one, but in no way, shape, or form makes sense. Like, uh, I don't know. It just, that, that bugged me the whole time that she knew exactly what he looked like, all shot up and bloodied. Um, Keith, there's also a YouTube video that was titled "Did the Real Stew uh, Matrix Survive on a Laptop Screen?" Cool. So there's there's con- probably conspiracy theories did Stew somehow survive? First of all, that's a conspiracy theory that Matthew Littlerd himself keeps out yeah. there because he wants to come back to the movies. Yeah, it's just him alone on Reddit <laughs> with some other name. <laughs> it was in that interview we watched from the original Scream. Remember oh, yeah. where like he was doing an interview? He's like. Throw a TV on top of me right now. I'll survive. I'm still alive. <laughs> That's cool. I, I I saw someone like uh, on Twitter like, well, I guess I can't follow Matthew Lillard anymore. I was like, what did he do? And then all he's doing is he's doing the Keith's favorite MFT or MTFs, whatever the fuck they're called. Oh, he's, NFTs. Yeah, he's oh, starting no, to do Lillard's those. An NFT guy. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be or something. Oh, I was dude, like, everyone oh. in Hollywood at this point yeah. is in the NFT. Well, uh, let me take this back. Everyone in Hollywood is being paid to fucking promote nfts to try and make regular saps buy into it yeah <laughs> famous idiots in hollywood yeah like um, how fucking someone was on jimmy fallon's shitty show promoting nfts oh it was like paris hilton or something and they were talking about their cool nfts on jimmy fallon like fuck off you this mean is why no one watches late night anymore Ugh. yeah um in 2019, there was rumors that Jason Blum of Blumhouse was going to direct it, so he's the director of the more the current um, Halloween movies. But there's just a false rumor. I think. But, well, I, I keep thinking thinking about it. Like, I think they made the joke with the flamethrower ghost face. I think it would have been fun. Like, I was talking about. I wish this movie had bigger swings. Like, I, I wish they would have like transformed Ghostface a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, had him be a little more out there and kooky. And like, I don't think. They could have like they really just they really stuck they really force awakened it they stayed safe. So what's like, funny um, is that like in the promotion for the movie like wasn't it promoted that Ghostface had a different mask or like a silver yes, mask? It, it was a silver mask, but it's it's the silver mask from the YouTube video. Right, but that's what I'm saying is that like they promoted this movie as Ghostface having some sort of transformation, and then it was just Ghostface the entire time. Well, I think I think it's the it's the fan base of you see the new mask or you go oh, okay it's something new. But, you know, when you watch it, it's, oh, it's just in the YouTube video, which I'm okay with, you know. Felt just, a little bait and yeah. switchy to me. Felt yeah. a little bait and switchy well, yeah. to me. And, like, part of my, like, indirect, like, when I was just, when I would, like, hear people talk about this movie or see little headlines about it, it was like, damn, are, are they going to try something new? That was what I kept on, like, thinking about before going into the news. If screen. they make a sequel, which it, the writers and Nev Campbell are, like, like they express interest if it's going to happen and i honestly think it probably will it's just you know it's nothing be so many years away yeah 
Um, was anyone else super let down that we got such a cool idea with Samantha and like seeing Billy and like all that thing for what her character ended up being through the movie? Like, I thought they were going to do so much more with that. And then it just was kind of like, like they show it in the beginning and we get that one scene when she's driving and then it's just nothing till the end of the movie. Yeah. Like it felt like they could have done so much more with such a cool premise. Like they, and like maybe it'll be bigger in the next ones. But like, I don't, like it felt, I almost wish they would have had a single killer and then Samantha like had a weird snap and became a secondary killer to the side. <laughs> I think, and I, like there was the thing, like, you know, this is the, like the screen movies, there's always that metaverse of who is the killer. And like at one point during the movie, I will not lie, like, my mind went to is Sam like the killer in a way, like the split alter ego, you know what I mean? Like Billy took over, you know what I mean? Like something <laughs> like that. Of like, oh, she's the killer. I was kind of hoping that's what was gonna happen. Like there would be the <laughs> one person who was trying to like instigate all this, but she just like coming back to it snapped and started like, and that's why people like on the fringes started getting killed. Like there yeah. would be like two killers with two different motivations. Mm-hmm. But no, they just they played it really safe. And I was annoyed at how easy it was to pick out the killer from so early on. Like okay. from the moment, like I didn't I didn't pinpoint Richie right away because it felt too obvious. Like I'm and, like, there's and no then, way. And when they made the joke. Yeah. Like there's <laughs> no way you're gonna make it that obvious, right? Like it's not gonna be Amber because it was so fucking clearly Amber from like the beginning first scenes of her the thing i noticed on my second watch through is they like real like for being for them supposed they're supposed to be strangers and that not know each other and they have a lot of scenes of them like in rooms together talking to each other like (laughs) and like trying too hard to seem like they don't like each other yeah like the groups were the group the group of friends were together like every time but if when they're not together someone's getting murdered you know, it's like you have the big party, you have the sit down of let's talk about the uh, the movie, you know, how this movie is supposed to be a movie um, at the school, you know, but then when they're so- solo, they're dead. Like that's the, pre- you know, that's what I got from here. Um, Does anyone else get bothered by the fact that people who constantly end up in stab movies keep watching stab during the movie? <laughs> well, it, well you, you said it earlier, Rick, it's we had the inception 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 of <laughs> the niece watching the the I movie about the scene of her, fa- of her uncle while oh, we're I having the same scene, scene <laughs> while we've had it before you know it's like you know um before i uh, lose this page let me say it now uh rain johnson was supposed to make a cameo in this movie to about star wars 8 oh. but he was in knives out too so he couldn't do it so that's why they just just mentioned him in passing as the director of Stab 8. You can go be a hack somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, what's your hate? Oh. No, yeah. Don't get him started. <laughs> um, we will never uh, do Star Wars. The lightsabers don't touch. <laughs> don't get me, Snow. Um, don't, Rick. <laughs> but yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed this movie, like, when uh, we were talking about it earlier, but like, it was hard for me to like just wrap my head around it at the time. I'm like, okay, this is 
you know, Even like though, the like, death I scenes. I keep pinpointing stuff I don't like. I still liked the movie. Like it was mm-hmm. still a viscerally fun time. Oh, yeah, that's kind of the scream thing, though. Like you're not supposed to think about this movie for however long we've been thinking about it. <laughs> it's like the, See, I like thought we... the other ones held up so much better to that. Oh. This one just kind of fell apart to me. There, you know, it's like that one movie. It's like the movie we have of, um, it's like that metaverse of the fact of. Dewey, like when we first meet Dewey, he like and he goes, Richie, you're the you're the killer. We're like you you're instantly the killer, and then and later on we have in the basement scene of the the twin and uh amber she's like i'm the killer you know like this is like one of those first time in the movies that we had the killers legit say that they're the killers but they play it off of then the twin goes what if i'm the killer you know it's just like they had that for once in this one these the scream franchise of so the killers actually announced we find out within the movie you know and one thing that flashing me red lights for the female twin character is it felt so written by someone who has no actual understanding of like lesbian culture. Like <laughs> it felt like so much just like, eh, she's a lesbian and like, she's super like aggressive with her sexuality type thing. I'm like, this is, first of all, she's in a small town. I doubt she would be allowed to be that hyper like <sighs> sexual with her uh, sexuality in small town America. <laughs> they got the Disney gang too. Write the gay character. <laughs> yeah, like it just felt like so written by someone who doesn't understand LGBTQ plus like motivations at all. Like I I appreciated that they tried to like get that in there and be, you know, but uh that part of her character felt like such a miss to me. So let's let's kind of break down for like a couple minutes the the the, the group of friends. You have Wes who's the um frosted tip friend who is in love with Tar- Tara but you see like no scenes with them together you know what I mean like oh you you like her and they have like one scene together and it's at the hospital for like a split second too yeah I I, I didn't give a shit about their relationship honestly it's like yeah it like washed, the, it washed over me I didn't like I, just, I didn't, yeah I didn't even think about it they just made the joke of like hey you like her everybody knows that and, was anyone you know, else confused at like it seemed like they were trying to make this thing where like Amber was gonna have like this deep sexualized like yep. feelings for Tara. Yep. And then they just did nothing with that. Like she felt like an overprotective, like I have to protect this person. And then they made just because they needed them for the end of the movie. They they made the joke about Wes because they're somehow all the underage kids were playing pool in a bar. I don't know how that happened, but I mean, when, before hours, you can get into certain yeah. bars. It's like after 10 or something. Oh, that looked like no that looked allowed. the darkness in the dark was like 10 o'clock. It, that was not very, like, hey, <laughs> it could be winter where it's pitch black at seven o'clock at night. Yeah, might, that, maybe, that was a very, very unzoomer scene. That's not something that would happen in the 2020s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyone's going to tell you what zoomers do in their life. It's Keith Sweatland. Hey, but I they do, on, but I, what, I, I, I live in memes. I know Zoomers. But Rick, <laughs> I, don't I think agree. You actually know Zoomers then. <laughs> like, Rick, I agree with you because I felt like the, because they make the joke to Wes in the bar scene of, well, if, it's, if she's not yours, no one can have her line. And I went, oh, that's Amber. Like, that's supposed to be Amber because you had the overprotective best friend 
who probably hasn't expressed her feelings yet towards uh, Tara. And that's like the premise I had the whole time. I'm like, okay, she's the best friend who's in love. And then yeah, they did nothing. I was so confused by that not tying in in any way at the end. I'm like, what were we doing for the first two acts with those characters then? Like, I guess it was just to have that connection to bring her back at some point. It just felt so bizarre to me that we mm. never resolved that part of the conflict. Yeah, I 100% agree. And uh, Tara yeah. just has a gat and pops her straight in the head when she gets her like come back to life moment. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we have and, like all of a sudden she can walk now. Also, I don't know, nitpicking, but what do you mean? Like, she was using she, crutches. Yeah, but she was like walking, like on even crutches seem impressive, like with what she was dealing with. I mean, yeah, she, we are like less than a day away from like her intense struggle to get down a hallway in a wheelchair. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, we had the twins, Mindy and Chad. They were the twins of. Uh, nephew, niece of Jamie Caddy's character I said earlier, you had the football player, which I like the fact that they did the line of like after the brutal attack, he had a bruise. And he's like, what are you talking about? I got on football. Yeah. You know, like did. they had that little slight <laughs> little like, Ooh, you know, maybe everyone gets weird grab right on their elbow bruises <laughs> from football. My helmet, who knows? Face mask. <laughs> uh, you had uh, the Chad's uh, girlfriend, Liv, who to me felt out of place in this in this group of friends because i don't know what she was supposed to be like the is she the it, rat it the literally group? felt like she was just supposed to be nothing besides the weird horny white teenager like well, she, she had like, no character whatsoever and her unearned like psycho scene at the end that was just like came out of nowhere right you're like there's like no was, reason for that i honestly was, thought when she sat down <laughs> i thought something was gonna like mess up with her face because they did the shot of the the uh mindy she's oh, watching the movie cool and then like all of a sudden like the lib sits down and she's just like i can't find your brother this is pissing me off and this night's just getting worse and worse and like i was just like and the way they shot it they had the camera to it, like per- like perfect to her side so i was expecting to turn like have her face like you know <laughs> mutilated in some way but like she's like you know, like in some horror movies, there's always that one person that dies after doing like the speech for the longest time for no reason. <laughs> I was expecting that with this one. I guess they were trying to like hook her back to maybe two as like being the killer for someone who were never really introduced to. Cause like, maybe. what's his name from two was the psycho killer. The, but, like, the, we never really got any character development from him. The, yeah, yeah, the, the what's his, Timothy Oliphant. No, Timmy Oliphant's in. No, yeah, it's you're two. Right. It... It's two. It's two. Yeah. The college years. I don't. For some reason, I just confused him with McDreamy, and I don't know why. All right. Well, I think I keep thinking two is three. So, but yeah, it's just it's been a while. It's been a while. Because <laughs> like they had the establishment of like she stayed back when like everyone else was going to like visit Tara, mm-hmm. yeah. but it did kind of seem like she was just the uh jock's girlfriend like she wasn't really attached to the friend group but then she banged the redneck dude in the summer right but that was before they were together yeah that she was with the jock like that was her summer fling yeah with that guy who was what it was like what was his attachment to the originals it was like lillard's nephew wasn't he was it that Um, it was let me see if i can find it but yeah he 
<laughs> well, no, because Amber lived in. Yeah, I think. Oh, he was Lillard's uh, nephew, I believe, because I know the he? house. <laughs> let he me was, double check. He was attached. I just can't remember how right now. But it still seems it. confusing as to why he got murdered. Like literally everyone else like had a more direct connection to him, like was a part of the friend group. But that guy just like was mean to the friend group. So like because well, they because they, they made the comment. And it's like, you know, so it's one of those um, throwaway lines too of the fact that um, they had to do it because of the fact that he was picking on them or got into a, a rough, you know, um, into like, it with the group so it was like a vendetta i guess but like amber didn't give a fuck about anyone in the groups so like why would she do that I, it just felt weird to me like i get like they were trying to establish that it was what's her face i can't even remember her name the slutty one Liv? who wore like a skirt that was barely below her vag and tried to fuck her boyfriend at a memorial party in front of everybody, um, Vince, <laughs> Vince, the redneck, the dude is the uncle, the nephew of Stu. Okay. So one way or another, always in the. I didn't realize Stu had any siblings. There's this town is full of goddamn uncles. That's just that's like their their that's their plot loop. Oh, it's it's somebody's uncle. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I that whole the, those relationships were dull to me. Like, I, it was a very weak connection point and just in general i hated the motivation for the killers in this movie in every single movie even three which was my least favorite screen movie coming into this like i actually felt the motivation from the brother in three made three a better movie because it also then tied back to one in that way of saying like he went there and he started everything well and three took a swing this like i didn't like three much either but it like that was weird <laughs> uh, according to the uh wiki of the scream wiki um he does uh had a sister Stu did. God, i don't remember that at all i think it was like it could have been a throwaway line if not Probably. it was just there if there it's like the thing with like um or it wasn't like, they just fucking made it up on the wiki because it screamed <laughs> that too or uh, or that, like if you think about it, like here's something way off topic in west uh left field um like Ferris Bueller, there's another kid in that movie, but you never see him. Oh, that's funny. So that's there's... right. He like goes in to check on him when he's pretending to be sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, Keith, what, what, what's the what's your sexiness towards this group? Yeah, they're, Since you're... They're, they're actually decently horny. That was kind of nice, refreshing to have in a movie. They all were like. Like some interested and in, like they talked about the boner pills. They tried to have sex in front of everybody at the party. That was kind of cool. Like uh, there was always, yeah, sex was on their minds. I think you could tell. I mean, that is pretty factual from teenage years. <laughs> One of the funny things watching this, uh, watching the promos and lead up is like people posting videos on social media of the poster and saying the killer is on the poster. And everyone's like, yeah, you dumbass. It's the, the, the ghost face mask is on the photo. Oh. It's like, of course, the kill is right there, you know. But. Um, so it's going to be weird. This is going to be a weird point to make. Did Nev Campbell really add anything to this movie? No. She is. This is just like. Um, Which scream is it? Two? 
that she's like not in the movie for half the movie and then three. she shows up three because it's the oh yeah hollywood yeah 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 the hollywood one but yeah and three she's not it's the same thing she's not in this whole movie at all and which i didn't mind in this one like i didn't really like i actually preferred it where she just kept getting it's like just getting a call and being like oh hey there's nev that's cool <laughs> yeah getting the sweet line about the gun that's fine she like, made that up herself Oh, did she really? That's yeah. fucking. That was a one of the better lines in the movie. But then, like her and Gail just being at the house at the end just felt so forced. It was, but I thought it was pretty funny too. When Amber comes out, I've been stabbed, and like, do you believe it? No. But like, <laughs> you're right. The fact that you know, uh, Gail Cody and Cox gets a fucking fatal gunshot wound to the stomach. Right. Like that's the thing too. <laughs> like there, I think in this, what the premise of the movie is, you know. It is a la passing the torch because of the fact that Sam's going to be the next Sydney character because of the fact that you have Dewey getting murdered and then Gail and Sydney like instantly get stabbed or shot. So, you know, like they're there to help, but it's going to be Sam's the one that has to, it's you a, know. It, it's a little annoying to it. me. They were so concerned about even passing a torch. Like, why did they give a shit about creating a new group? Because it's, because one... it's the shitty fan development of it. The like, they book. just... They, it was so fan centric, and that it's what bugs me about the movie. I hate the more we've talked about it, and the more I think about it, I fucking hate the overall motivation for the killers. <laughs> and it's it, and it's like it's it's gonna be like like in ten years when they do a Fast and Furious movie, and you know, the uh, Vin Diesel can't be in it, but they're either gonna show up one way or another. So oh, he's gonna you know be a mechanic I mean? like, or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like John Cena's still just looking for that goddamn hug. Yes, yeah. he is. But it's 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 the way Hollywood is right now. The fact, you know, as Keith puts it, uh you know, all we do is comic book movies because that's the only thing that sells right now. <laughs> and while Hollywood can't think of something new or refreshing to do. The new refreshing thing to do is do a reboot of a franchise, but bring in the old people to have that relevance of, oh, that's good time feels of the original one to then we're moving on with this new cast. Well, I wish they would have had the balls to just like make a one-off scream movie. Like they have to like keep on building towards some future. Like, I mean, I I, I, I just kind of repeat myself, but like scream one just ended. Like, it yeah. just ended well because they didn't think it was you know it was like yeah. a 16 million dollar movie and then i went yeah. oh shit this got like a, almost 200 million or you know now yeah, yeah. but i will mean to say this now if they do a sequel either courtney cox or nev campbell will be the death scene in the first movie yeah although i do appreciate i mean you haven't told us the budget yet i imagine it's smaller i do appreciate the, like we this movie is important that it does well because we need medium budget movies otherwise we're fucked <laughs> like and as much as I mean we love the comic book movies, I think the overall hatred of comic book movies too is so overblown. It is because for the most part, they keep being really good. Like as much as people want to bitch about it, and as much as Eternals was boring, I mean Spider-Man slapped and had great moments in it and great writing in it. Like there's parts to nitpick against it, but like it was still a great movie. Um like I, I watched um the uh i was just flipping through the channels and endgame was on and i was like where are they at in endgame and it was like the like final battle like before the prelude to everybody showing up and like on your right and stuff i still got goosebumps out of it like <laughs> you know it's just that craziness of like comic book movies 
are the thing and it's going to be probably the thing for a while because they're good but also they're now leaning into the emotional side of the movies instead of just the cgi action you know there's more drama now like the complaints about like we need other things in hollywood i agree that's on hollywood to make them though and to make good movies and like yeah the reason marvel is so popular isn't because it's like it's because they made good movies i mean it took them a little while let's not let's not pretend that iron man 2 3 thor 1 2 cap 1 were good movies you can bite your tongue about cap 1 cap 1 is not a good movie it's a good uh, movie but like they pushed through and they just succeeded uh it is what it is but like mm-hmm. there's good movies out there we just need to be able to go Get see to them. it yeah yeah and make them they need to be better uh, at promoting things they're so shit at go. promoting things like i lost like i liked the first thing movie the trailer for sing 2 killed any want of me to go see it because it, because it showed movie. me the movie Keith, it's how exactly. we're feeling about Morpheus now, Keith. We've seen it. Morbius. Too, you've given me too much of it to the point it's where all, I don't care anymore. It's also boring, safe dribble. I'm, I fall more on that. I'm tired of superhero movies. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the Marvel fatigue. Well, don't worry, pal. Anyways. I'm going through hell all over again soon. So. <laughs> but well, we're, we're still talking about Scream here. So, yes or no? Do you guys want a sequel? Yes, just because I love Scream. But I don't know if I want these directors doing it again. No, they're, they're going to be. They're going to be if they I do want, it. That's, I want that's them to do a I want them to do a, a requel, but do a better job at it. No, I don't <laughs> want another requel. We've done requels with the last two fucking movies. And four did it way better than this movie did. They should have just continued with four. Do you do, would you do you guys I know Keith uh, I know Rick wants uh, Hayden back. But do you think they're going to bring, do you think they should and they will bring Hayden back? But do you think they will keep having uh, Sam be the new Nev Campbell? Or do you think we're going to go with someone new and do this all over again? Because that'd be the recall all over again. I think they need to, like, we need to just put, stop trying to, like, make lightning in a bottle like we got with one in Nev Campbell. Put your feet in the ground and go with another, like, just go with Sam for another movie. You've established Mm -hmm. a cool enough, like, idea in everyone's head with the billy loomis thing and that fucking ending scene of her oh my god that ending scene that's what saves the movie for me in a lot of ways is that ending scene when she kills richie just that fucking scene like because you get the last line from richie which was just fucking cringe bullshit of but the ending to my movie (laughs) and then her just like slight slit of his throat so he still had to bleed out was the most intense serial killer shit. <laughs> so you've given me something great with Sam in that ending. Give me more kill. of that in the next one somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Like turn her into a Dexter character <laughs> to where like it's the intense psychopath is now killing other intense psychopaths. Yeah, I, I don't know where Scre- I think they need to rest again for a while. I think they kind of blew their load a little bit. So it needs to scream needs to go away again. It's well, for how long, Keith? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you could go more than two or three years. Otherwise, you're going to have to requel again. I I think you need to mm-hmm. get away from requeling. Otherwise, you're going like you will kill the franchise at that point. 
I think they have to do not as soon as they did Scream 2, but I think if they do another sequel, it needs to be within the next two years because of how, I would agree how, how much popularity that this movie and how comparison to the first movie they're getting. And it's not just because of the comparison of one and how one and two came back to back, but with you having so much buzz around this movie, you should be trying to Pounce get the on next one out. Can. Yep. Because just like it, they even make the reference of in this movie about the last movie came out in 2011, which it did 10 years ago, you know? So it's just like, it's been 10 years since the four to five. We can't do another five years to five to six. By the way, is Nev Campbell a fucking vampire? She looked fucking amazing in this movie. Like yeah. she has not aged in those in that decade. No, she's been um, killing it. She's been drinking carrot smoothies or something. She's only 48. So I don't look right. that good at 48. I don't look that good at 34. Yeah. <laughs> good. Got that going for you. No. Uh, so, guys, I want to take a guess at the budget since I teased it. You said it was low. I'm going to say 24. I, it's, it's a joke, and it's also serious. I'm going to go 69. I fucking hate you. I'll bet I'm close. You're ruining 69 for me, and that's saying a lot because I love 69. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um so i uh the original one got 14 million and this is the first uh rick you got it right the budget was only 24 million dollars oh, nice. holy shit i Killed almost it. changed in my head to 29 cool so it was 24 and that was million. fully legit i didn't see that number at all because yeah, yeah, i always I had admit f- when i saw the number yeah i i saw it yeah 24 million so we got the low income budget slasher film See, Joe, you put it in my head that it was low, and I think you said 14 for the first one. I'm like, let's give a little inflation. We'll put an yeah. extra 10 on there. Yeah. Um, so since it's still in the box office, I'll just say this now. Um, it's not it's not current, uh, you know, it is as current as it can be for the box office, but it dethroned Spider-Man far, uh, No Way Home for one week, and then <laughs> Spider-Man got back into the first place. But uh, domestically, this movie got so far fifty three million dollars. Nice. Oh shit! It put Matrix down like a fucking bitch. <laughs> Internationally, it got thirty three million. So worldwide, as of right now, eighty six million, which has gone up more. So granted, this only came out in theaters, right? This did not go to a streaming platform. Only theaters. Yeah. Also, but Scream is a movie you have, like, especially for this being my first getting to see a new scream in theaters you gotta see scream in theaters like it, it ma- i didn't even really enjoy the movie now that i've thought about it but it was in the moment brilliant to see scream in theaters like i enjoyed the hell out of myself and i you know I, i've said before in other shows i don't like scary movies but i jumped here and there but like i said going to that that seeing the figure walk behind us <laughs> during like halfway through the movie i'm like Someone's gonna get shanked, and then when I went to the bathroom, then I'm like, "Oh shit!" You know, someone's in the next. I appreciated just the cringing of Joe and I at some scenes with the brutality of some of the stuff. Oh, the brutality! Oh, yeah. Well, and that's why I feel sorry that you guys didn't get the theater full of laughing and pointing. Well, thanks for the invite. That would have been a lot of fun. Um, No one, yeah, people were just a bunch of Debbie Downers last night. (laughs) They were so mad at me when I was beat. I'm like, "It's scream! You're supposed to be loud. Yeah, you're supposed to hoot and holler." I made the joke to Zen that I should have took it a couple shots before going in to ease my uh, no. ease the nerve. 
What was um, your favorite gag with Ghostface? Because I think mine was when uh, they dumped one of the medical carts on him. Or I like the 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 what's the, the, the crutch the crutch part cracked me up. She was just <laughs> that like was railing. <laughs> it's like that wouldn't hurt at all. That's just like inconveniencing him. <laughs> yeah, but the one with Rick, the one Rick, they threw like the the like the medical fucking thing, which was like that took you down really. I like yeah. um, I I openly cackled at that part. It was so yeah. funny. Well, that's what so the, it stands up because she is just like she's tiny. She's got to be like yeah. less. She's got to be less than hundred pounds. <laughs> what is it that when these psychopaths put on the ghost face thing though, they can overpower anyone? It's the, yeah, the she ghost face overpowered power Wes and stabbed yeah. a knife through his throat. Yeah, that's what, that's what yeah, we talked about. Wes, Wes is a muscular cut dude. <laughs> oh wait, before we before we wrap up though, I have one thing that super bugged me. Yeah. One, who has that many windows in their bathroom? And two, when taking a shower, leaves their windows wide open for everyone to see their dog. Oh, well, it's a second story. <laughs> and the and the trope was it's the in every horror movie, it's always the female being attacked by the male. So they switched it this time of the you know, they made the joke about psycho and he was in the shower, but this time it's the the uh and I got all that and appreciated yeah. that, but like Damn, dude, he must be like hanging massive hey, way. I, I, and he I just wants to, everyone to see. I've been to an Airbnb and like there was like a window in the shower, like it was legit in the shower. And I'm like, and there was like no blind and it was low too. I was like, okay, well, if you, if, if you want to see, see my wang, yep. what you didn't so was, know was Keith was Spider Man hanging, looking at your wang through that yep. window. Oh, I knew. I, I, I saw that shadow again, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We arranged a date. It was cool. Yeah, it was cool. He kissed up. He kissed me upside down. <laughs> um, let's go to the box office for January 14th to the 16th of 2022. Coming in number 10 in its fourth week with only $803,000, which you can listen to here at uh, Fake Movie Experts at NoSellEntertainment.com. The Matrix Resurrection. Far- I mean, that's this is proven to me that they can't do simultaneous releases. It does not work for longevity for movies and theaters. And you need theater releases for there to still be movies. They're already under a million in its fourth week. We're not going to get another matrix movie. Are we probably not? Hopefully Uh, we get some like just great HBO max, like series stuff. Then yeah. Uh, Coming in number nine in its eighth week with 879,000 licorice pizza. I just hold no Nothing about that movie makes me want to see it. Coming in at number eight and it's six week with 928,000 uh, West Side Story, the remake. I got to go see that before it's out of theaters. Uh, number seven in its first week with 1.5 is Bella. I don't know. Is that um, about like Bella Donna, like the porn star? Is that her <laughs> name? It's a full two hours, full length feature film. Like. Uh, it's a... It's a uh, uh, Anime. Yeah, the anime. Yeah. Oh, anime. Okay. Uh coming in at number six in its fourth week with 1.5 million. Same week that Matrix Resurrections came out. It's it's uh the American underdog. It's the Kurt Runnel, uh Kurt Warner with the Shazam oh, actor. Coming in at number five in its fourth week, same week Matrix came out with 2.2 million, the King's Man. So in you would think that. You would think that um, with such a high name in the Matrix, it would still be in the top five, but the other two are right, higher but if up. You, so here's going to be, and this is why no theater will go back to simultaneous releases. 
Oh yeah, Warnerverse came Kings, out and said that. Kingsman didn't have a simultaneous release with streaming. Yep. And is still getting at least million dollars. Yep. Matrix Revolution or Resurrection didn't. Yep. And if you weren't going to see it opening weekend, why would you go spend the money now instead of just watching it at home on your yeah, own setup? Well, then here's a funny one. Coming in number four in its second week with 2.2 and extra change is the 355, which came out on, I want to say Peacock. Simon, oh, like, I, what movie? Is maybe that? not. It's a, like an all girl assassin movie. I feel like it came Ooh, out the same time. Oh, right. That trailer I, looked awful. I think it did. I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like it did it simultaneously. I, or I saw commercials. I felt like it was supposed to be simultaneously, but what was the movie called not. again? The 355. Uh, coming in at number three in its fourth week, same week as Matrix with 7.9 million, Sing 2. Oh, God, the 355 is apparently not a good movie. Yeah. So then coming in number two, (laughs) coming in number two in its fifth week with 20 million, it was Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, So that means coming in at number one in its first week with $30 million is Scream. Uh, The ratings for this, uh, IMDb gave it a 7.1 out of 10. Uh, comparing to the original that got a 7.3. Uh, uh, Ron Tomato, all critics gave us a 78. Top critics gave it a 62. Uh, the new verified audience gave it an 83. And the audience gave it an 82. Just to hook back to it, Joe, the 355 is not currently available anywhere on streaming. Okay. I thought it was. So... Before we do some glazing, let's do some ranking. And we're going to do some ranking of art from we're going back to best villain, best death, best movie, best Sydney, and best intro death. So let's start with best intro death. Oh, sorry. Before we move away from reviews. Yeah. It's real quick. uh, Old Brian Tallarico has the ghost of Roger Ebert inside of him. And uh, according to Roger Ebert, uh, three out of four stars liked it. Not much else to say on the review. I think we uh, summed it up pretty good. It uh, is a good, 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 according to them, it seems to be a good scream. In, in the spirit of scream, it's a good movie. Okay. Um, so let's do ranking best intro death. Well, there was no death. So where do you guys want to put this? We have one, two, three, and four in order. <sighs> one, two, three, and four. That's how it went. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is better than three. I thought it was better than when Sabretooth got killed because I really didn't like the intro to three, even though she didn't die. Like, the still, the scene was really good. So, I'll put this behind one and two. I'd go What's one, the... two, five, three, four. What was the four one? Uh, uh, it was like they was, kept going uh, through all the stab movies remember it was like yeah. the meta stab where it just kept going through them all yeah rick i'm on board with your assessment there this was a i like the theater one more than this one so, so where put it this one like just did they just like just did scream one yeah it's scream one all over again but not as good and she yeah. didn't die yes exactly <laughs> So he went the same as me, Joe. Mm-hmm. One, two, uh, one, two, five, five three, four. three, four. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's do, we can just do this one. Let's do 
best Sydney since. Yeah. Right now we have one, two, four, and three. God, she was still barely in three, but she was still pretty like important in three. So I think this goes last for me. Like she was an afterthought in this movie. And to the point of both in both in this movie of Dewey telling both Gail and her not to come back, and all of a sudden, like, oh, we're here. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Keith. I'll agree, but I liked I kind of like Sydney in this movie. Like I liked her performance and I liked the character she played. I liked the idea that she was uh, the, the idea of passing the torch kind of bugged me, but her like the way she was, she was like an experienced, she was like Liam Neeson in this. <laughs> she was like, I know what you're going through. I thought mm-hmm. Nev did great, but there just wasn't enough yeah. for her in this movie. But like yeah. the scene she had, like Nev Campbell fucking killed it. She had some of the best lines in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll put down at a uh, five. Let's do, um, best deaths so right now it's one four two and three uh this one we have um west getting stabbed through the side of the neck we have the mo- the sheriff being stabbed in front of her house multiple times we have the uh redneck getting shanked with the neck um live getting shot in the head Th- the soul um the twin brother getting stabbed but he survived um the other twin being stabbed um you can tara's first scene of her being stabbed multiple times dewey being gutted um burn queen getting burnt alive and then somehow getting up and doing the last jump scare um so where do you guys want to put this in the best death the, this one's pretty easy for me. I thought they did great on the death scenes in this. I'm going to go second place. It's going to come down to you, Joe, because I'm mm. going to put it right after four. Because I remember I loved the death scenes in four. And too many people got attacked and didn't die in this movie. Because while <laughs> I agree, the overall ones who did die were some of the best in the, like, in the entire Scream universe. Too many people survived their attacks. Yeah, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go one, four, five. So it comes down to you, Mr. Lester. All right. I'm trying to think in my head of the deaths in five. We had the sister, the you know, I'm gonna go five because I remember and this in four the neighbor got gutted and like her whole room was like nightmare on the street below. Oh, that scene was brutal. So So wait, what you so you went one four five? It's one it's one, four, five, two, three. So let's do best villain. So right now we have Stu and Billy. We have Jill and Charlie. That's four. Uh, then we have uh, Roman. That's the brother for three. Uh, and Mom and Mickey for two. So where do we want to put Richie and Amber? See, it's weird because if we went straight just Ghostface, I would say it's the second best Ghostface. <laughs> but Amber and Richie fucking suck and had the worst motivation i'm gonna put them last because at least the mom's motivation in two made sense yeah i'll go this i i'm i think that someone on the writing staff got like owned a little too hard on twitter and then they just all all of a sudden all fans are toxic now that's the last jedi reference in this movie (laughs) (laughs) so you're putting it last yeah okay Uh, uh, i agree so boys last one Best movie we have right now. It's one, two, Not four, best and three. Movie. Oh, oh, I'm, still, 
I still gotta warm up the milk. Hold on, I got the I got some marshmallows too. Keith, you're running out of time, pal. (laughs) I got the fire started. I'm bringing the cum. So what are we gonna do for movie? (laughs) I said we're we're, right now. It's one, two, four, and three. It's one, two, four, three. Yep. Fuck. See, I would put four above this, but I would put this above two. So you do you just want to put it in the middle? So it'd be one, two, five, four, three. No, because I would still I would choose this one over two. So because two might have had the way better. Oh god, but I can't put this at the second. So if I'm gonna stick to my established guy, I'm gonna put this after four. It'd be one, two, four, five, three. For for you, okay. Uh, This one's difficult because I don't ever really want to watch the sequels all that much. I I really just want to watch one. So I'm gonna go uh (laughs) <laughs> so you just want to agree with Rick and get it over with and just yeah, make it like that? Like, okay. Like, I'm, like one's the only hot cocoa movie. All right. I kind so, of want to fire after watching this one. I kind of want to watch. Can we rent a theater and go watch one in theaters? You could. You yeah. You probably could. And then like the the one line that stuck out to me in the Roger Ebert or the Ghost of Roger Ebert review is that the these teen these this this friend group lacks the like you can't just they like they're not as distinct and memorable. The exactly there, yeah. there, there, there's no one to grab onto yeah like in the Besides first amber one, you, who you know is bad from the beginning so it makes yeah. it less interesting you could grab in the first one you can grab latch on to stew you can latch on to randy you can latch on to billy mm-hmm. you can latch on to all of them thinking okay hopefully none of you guys are the bad guys and hopefully none of you get killed and then plot twist yeah the third so, it, well, when they busted out the 13 reasons why kid i'm like okay this yeah, th- this generation's fucked. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, glaze some stars. Star Glazer. That's the name of the next Daniel Craig James Bond movie, actually. Yeah. Star yeah. Glazer. <laughs> no, he's done. So we need a new. Get Idris Alba in there as Bond. Let's go. That new one was whack. Sorry, don't 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 want to throw a new kink in the conversation there. But oof. let's uh, stay on target here, guys. <laughs> yeah, stay on target. So, stay uh, on target. Keith, where do you give it? Oh, I don't remember any of my other movies, and I'm. I can re- give you a rundown real quick of your Scream rankings. Sure. Scream, you had it four and three quarters. I don't like the fact we went back to this because it's going to remind Joe and I how badly we ranked one. Yeah. So, Keith, you are four and three quarters on Scream, three and a half on Scream two. And then two and three quarters on both Scream three and four. Okay, I'm gonna go three three stars. Uh, I was three and a half on Scream. Fucking star lower than it should be. Four and a quarter on Scream two. Two and a quarter on Scream three, and then four and a quarter on Scream four. I'm gonna go three and a half. This is a very like average movie that was fun and i don't regret seeing it <laughs> all right yeah you Same. saw it twice so what up yeah. um what joe you were three and a half for both scream one and two two and a half on scream three three and a quarter on scream four i'll give this a three and a half as well i was i was talking to zen after the uh movie and i was like i'm in i'm in the range of three to three and a half i just gotta decide on which one i wanted to finish the job with so three and a half all right, so that brings in this movie at a 3.3. 3. 
which will change the overall ranking for Scream to a 3.4 average. So adding in this movie kept it at the exact same it was for the original four. So it was just an average Scream movie. (laughs) And like we said on Scream 4, uh, Keith, thank you for picking this movie because of the fact that, you know, even though the sequels are bad or they're not bad, they're not as good as one. You know, I've enjoyed watching all five of them. And I'm seriously hooked on this franchise now. This yeah. like <laughs> I I the more I think about it, I didn't even really like the newest one, and I still loved it when I watched it. So yeah. So this brings an end to the Scream franchise for now. For now, as I say, because probably down the line we'll probably get Scream Six, and your boys here will be going back <laughs> to the Scream franchise. So we're done with the Matrix franchise. We're done with Scream for now. I guess we're on to a new one, and I think Keith finally gets to pick. <laughs> it's been a long time. I think wow. the last movie Keith picked was the Scream franchise. <laughs> yeah, so full circle. We're going full circle to this. So, Keith, oh. before <laughs> you announce... It was, in fact, the Scream franchise. Nice. Before you announce, how many movies and where can we find them? Or do we have to order, rent them, buy them? Um, there's three of them. And yeah. as far as where to locate them, I'm not sure. I went down to the, the local used video shop and I picked up the Blu-ray three pack for 10 bucks. Okay. Pretty good. So it's a, uh, I chose this one because I'm excited. It's, it's a weird one. I've, I'm kind of using this as an excuse because it's one of those like old famous movies I've never seen before. It's like, I've been, I've, I've been excited to watch some of these genre movies from the past. So we're going back in time again, and we're going to watch the Beverly Hills cop series. Oh, cool. I've never <laughs> seen these movies. I know. It's like, an, it's an important, it's an, they're important movies. I've, I've never seen them. This is I've... like pinnacle Eddie Murphy, right? Yeah. Like, this is like. Good, solid 80s. This was like him at his like peak. I think Beverly Hills is on. I've seen one in a, and it, but it's been a while. And I think I've seen I know I've seen three. <laughs> I think I've seen them all. I was I, I was going back and forth between so many series. What was the weird one I was gonna do for a little I, I was gonna do no, Blade. save it, save it. Yeah. Was it? Oh, I was I was thinking about doing Blade. Oh, I have all three already, so we're <laughs> unlocked and sync for that one. But I think uh Beverly the Hills Cop is on uh, no, maybe not on it. I'll find it. Well, once we finish these three movie boys, we might have to hook around back to Beverly Hills Cop down the road because apparently yeah. there's a fourth one in production. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is. So that's exciting. I haven't seen them in a long time, so I can't wait to uh, watch them with the adult eyes because I did watch them with the child eyes, and um, I probably got none of the references then, <laughs> and can't wait now. So coming here next week on fake movie experts we're starting the franchise of beverly hills cop that should be exciting you can find all of our podcasts at nosoentertainment.com that's right nosoentertainment.com where keith will put a banana up his pipe hole and here we get that reference in the next movie and i'll actually and like, be i'm gonna be a i'm gonna be recording my eddie murphy laugh impression on the cassette tapes <laughs> <laughs> and i'll sell those for 9.99 a piece it's a subscription service actually oh uh, what, what what website what can they use it's usedlube.com. that is or sorry slash forward slash eddie murphy 
laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find all that at nocellentainment.com. That's right, nocellentainment.com. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to a podcast. My girl likes to party all the time, party all the time, party all the time.